podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Well, there we have it. Aston Villa fans. Wolves won, Aston Villa won. A game of two halves, I think. A game where we saw how Unai Emery can change things up, can shake things up, sees things differently to us fans, absolutely, which is, is uh, I suppose, the job of a manager, you know, to see things, to know things, to to be able to to communicate what we want uh, uh, changes to be made. And, and, and he certainly did make those changes today. Um, I know we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about. It. We might as well meet it, meet it head on here at the very start of the the podcast while we're waiting for Paddy to jump in. But uh, what could have been with that beautiful ball from Danny Ings, who uh, played really well when he came on, um, into Leon Bailey's path. Leon Bailey wasn't having the most confident night of his career, and that finish at the end really kind of summed it up. Should have seen the onion bag ripple. Should have been payback for two years ago when we got undone in the last in injury time, but it wasn't. Um, and you know what? I'm happy enough with a point. I said it. I've said it at, prior to the game. You know that yes, we should have won this game. Absolutely, I thought like it was a game that we could have won. We should have won, but <coughs> our first half performance was not good. And we had to get ourselves out of jail. So the fact that we came back to one all, I had, had way more opportunities to win it, I think, in, in the second half, albeit Eight Nuri came on, Art Nuri, Eight Nuri, however you pronounce his name. That guy can just do anything in defense or in attack. He seems to be a real outlet for them recently and, 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 and has been over, over the last year or so. Um, he had a couple of shots. But I think there's the, the positives that you can take from that game are immense. Um, specifically the amount of changes we made, uh, the change in formation as well that we we made by playing with two direct wingers in the second half or, or at least 10 minutes into the second half we went that way. Tocatino was bright when he came in. Buendia, Bailey, like, like I've been saying it for a while, Luke Dean's defensive um, work is going to get him like, like, there's going to be some managers who are going to look at him as he gets older and think, right, if we don't have that defensive ability there. He's br- like, don't get me wrong, he whips brilliant balls into the into the box, albeit that one that he tried to do first time and it went all the way askew. Um, I just think that there's there will be times when, um, when, when Luke Dean defensively may not look up to scratch. Uh, Maybe that's that's not something to do now. Murray wants. Also, he's just he, he came back from from um uh, he came back from injury just before the World Cup. Uh, he's had a lot of minutes in his legs. I'm not reading too much into it. But Gustinson came out and I thought he played pretty okay. Um, I you know one of these guys that nobody kind of holds out much hope for, and and I don't think he will be with Aston Villa. But he came in. He could have uh, scored only for Max Kilman getting back on the line. Um, he whipped in a couple of good balls into the box. One that hit hit Norris leg and went up and hit his hand uh potential handball i i don't know my mind doesn't it might might be wrong on this one but i think we had penalty given against us against man city not so long ago for something similar to that 
Um, but look, um, I can understand that not being given. But all in all, I think there's like like the positives that we would take from it are, are, are definitely the fact that our manager came in here and changed this around. There is no way in the wide earthly world that Steven Gerrard makes those changes. And look, there, this is probably the last time we're going to just talk about the two in direct comparison with each other because there just is no comparison when you speak about uh, a manager who's got the reputation, who's got the resume that Una Emery has, and then uh, Steven Gerrard. But that's the difference here. You know, we were we were blowing black smoke and spluttering oil in the first half. We didn't look very good at all. The second half, we came out a different beast. And I thought that, uh, that that was a positive to take, albeit that we should never have started as poorly. And also, we should be here and we should be cheering aloft uh, a 2-1 two, two, win like I predicted. But unfortunately for Leon Bailey, he, he skewed that one wide. Um, yeah, Paddy's here, as you can see. Danny Ings needs to play. Yeah, no one ever said Danny Ings didn't need to play. But uh, uh, as I say, it's it's great that he's there and he's in in the goals because um, everybody wants Aston Villa to win. And here's Paddy. Paddy, go for it. What do you want me to go for? <laughs> do you want me to go for that first half performance to start with anyway? Yeah, and, yeah as I say, like we're always going to have performances in first half. Like that's the worst worst half performance, worst half of football under under Unai Emery. I would say yeah. that we've had so far. And the most important thing is that we we came away at halftime being still in touching distance of of Wolves because on another day under Steven Gerrard that was three or four nil at halftime that that's a given we we had just capitulated but there was a lot more fight in the team um, in the second half I thought I thought we were a much better side we were the better side in the second half and it's just the proverbial game of two halves um, what we what we have seen tonight is. Lots of talking points, um, be it Augustinson. I thought Augustinson was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, I he, thought so too, yeah. I, I think he completely surprised Wolves with the outlet that he's provided. Um, but for that header off the line, we could be looking at a completely different scoreline. Um, Danny Ings, what, what, I don't know what more I can say about Danny Ings. He gives you goals. But also, look at that ball he played to Leon Bailey at the end. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if Messi plays that ball, they play it over and over and over again. Mind you, it'll probably be someone better to put the ball in the back of the net. And I'd like someone to tell me why Leon Bailey was crying on the pitch at the end of the game. Is there something personal going on in his life? Because that, like, you can't, you can't be, you can't, you can't be that upset. <clears throat> you can be upset with yourself, but not in public. That's that was just embarrassing at the end. I thought. Um, two players having to get a shit about someone, about someone crying. That, that, that just shows, like, I, no, there's, there's absolutely no yeah. negative there for me in that. Like, he, he, everybody wanted him to put the ball on the back of the net. None, nonetheless, him. I probably just he thinks, like, if if I put up the statistics, I'd say he gave away the ball about seven or eight times in that game. He knows he's given away the ball in seven or eight yeah. times. That could have been a redeeming feature for him. He probably knows when the when the in the substitution boards were going up, he was probably thinking, I think I'm coming aboard now. Because, you know, it wasn't the most confident confident performance of him. He, he, he couldn't get things going, albeit in the second half he did. Last 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe, I thought he did. He was able to take that ball on the left-hand side. I just feel mm. he needed to drive into the box more. There was one brilliant passage of play he had where he danced around inside the box and I was like, he's getting a penalty here. Like he just he had brilliant close control and he does these fantastic things. Um but I think I think he's very much a confidence player and that's probably why he was uh, like he, the game just wasn't going his way and um, no, I I said to you a half time you know 
that Bailey and, and uh, Buendia, <laughs> in my opinion, were, were the first two to be hooked. Yeah. They weren't. I, I, thought, I, I thought in the first half they were dreadful, the two of them. But uh, he, he, he came into it a bit more in the second half, as did Buendia, um, as, as did the rest of the team. Um, I, I, just, I just, you know... For, I, I I couldn't see how both of them could stay on in, in the in the first half after the first half performance, um, you know we we all miss. I mean, if if, if Ollie Watkins was going to lie on the ground like that every time he missed a shot, we'd we'd be looking at that in every game. It's just one of those things. You get up, you get on with it, you you clap the fans and and you know you get off the pitch, whatever. I That's just I just thought it, I just thought it really strange, and the camera was very close and oh, it's just a bit weird. Anyway. Wouldn't think too much about it, Petty. Wouldn't keep you up at night. Let the mess keep you up at night, but not the tears. Um, <laughs> like the the thing, yeah. As I say, what we will see from this team, and maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we, like maybe this is what what yeah. Emery wants. Maybe he wants these forward players, these wing players, to have a go at at, at defenders. And look, you know, I suppose that's what they're there to do. That's what these these kind of. Um, I, I'm not looking at the screen in case you've got anything up there. I've got I've got who scored up in front of me here. Wait a minute. There's a lot of people saying I'm I'm heartless. That that's fine, that's absolutely fine. And a lot of people saying that he wants it bad and it shows how much he cares. I really hope that's the case. I hope that's the case, and I hope he channels that into the next game because <coughs> that's what we need him to do. We don't we don't need him to show that emotion after the game. We need we need him to show he cares on the pitch, and that's just my opinion. When we've got a proven goal scorer sitting on the bench. And you're being completely anonymous in the first half and giving the ball yeah, away. And, the and that's it. When you're playing as a striker, I'm, enti- I'm entitled to that opinion as much as the next guy is. And yeah. and that that's what that's what annoyed me the most about um, what went on at the end. I, I I'm completely fine with him showing his emotions if he's given everything for ninety minutes, but he didn't. He gave he gave he gave his heart. I thought in the second half, in the first half, he was missing an action. This is shot my fox getting Craig Butler on the podcast. I was talking to him. Last week and during this week, but I think it's shot my fox to getting Craig Butler on the podcast. No, um, anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, look, look, as I say, the, the, this is what we wanted a manager to come in and, and, and improve our players, or at least be able to come in here and manage in game tactics. Paddy, we, we did, we've we've been we were shouting for that during the Stephen Gerrard era. What did he do in game? Nothing, he sat there, you know, he didn't ever do much. We've got a manager now who changed, changed the, the, the game in game. I thought he brought like brought on players that like like uh I thought Coutinho was good when he came on. Yeah, he gave away the yeah. ball a bit. Actually, would you believe Coutinho gave away the ball five times and Leon Bailey gave it away six times and Coutinho was only on the field for like twelve or fifty or whatever, twenty-three minutes. But this is the thing, we're gonna to need to have players like when we're one nil down, you're gonna have players who are gonna to need to have a go. Now Bailey giving away the ball five times in the first half alone. And Buendia gave away four times in the first half alone. Buendia didn't give away the ball at all in the second half. Didn't lose possession in the second half. Bailey only lost it once. Um, so what I'm getting at here is the difference between first half and second half performances. And obviously, Unai Emery has... Uh, well, I don't know if it's if it's if if he has isolated somebody or, or or kind of maybe assigned the role to somebody. Okay, you're the guy who has a goal. You're the guy who tries to open it up and be the be the tin opener here, um, and see what can happen. And maybe that's why what, what Bailey was doing in the first half, it didn't work out for him because I thought, as I say, he, I thought he was looking to stay on, but um, he he played better in the second half. And when Coutinho comes on, he was the guy who was giving away the ball. But I still thought Coutinho played well. I thought that was the most energetic I've seen Coutinho play in an Aston Villa shirt since probably Man City last game of the season last year. And mm. you know, if if we can get if Coutinho ends up staying and we can get 35, 45 minutes out of him 
and he plays to the top of his ability for those 45 minutes. Yes, will it be wasted money? I'm not going to. That's not of my concern. Let the accountants deal deal with that. But if you've got somebody like Coutinho coming on, if he's able to play himself back into form again from that point of view, uh, where he gets a starting burden in this team, I'm okay with that. So lot, I, I think there's a lot of positives and most of them are the managerial uh, on the managerial sideline because we have mm. somebody who was able to spot the areas that needed to be changed and change them. And some of them, I didn't even think, and some of them we didn't even think needed to be changed during the game. And when they did, the people who came in performed at the same level or better, I thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought the changes were positive. I thought, I thought, other than the two changes that I made at half time, but in fairness, he spotted that the two guys had come into it a bit more in the second half. Um, I was surprised to see him take Watkins off because he has left him on for for every game. I think that he's he's been in charge. Um, few people criticizing Dougie. I saw. Um, just remember that Dougie had a dead leg. Um, so obviously wasn't firing at all, on all cylinders, and that's probably why he went off early. Um, someone like him, you'd see, uh, you you'd see rested at the weekend, I would imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, and credit where it's due to the guys that come on. I've already mentioned Augustinson. Somebody saying there, I have a vendetta. I have no vendetta. The only vendetta I have is I want Villa to be better. <laughs> I want players to make Villa better. So if 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 I've got to criticize someone, I'll criticize someone. Um, I said at the weekend that Ali Watkins was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant against Spurs, but he, he was missing an action tonight. And that could have been a whole lot more to do with how he was marshalled by uh, by Nathan Collins, who we both the greatest defender, know, the greatest is, defender is, in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I felt we missed him again tonight. Um, I, I think thought the game, so too. I'm glad you I mentioned think the game that. would have been a whole lot different with a minute. I think the game would have been a whole lot different if Buendia, if uh, Ramsey had been fit. And he replaced Buendia. I think we've got different energy in the squad. So look, the, you can you can you can say what you want. We we we've drawn a match there that we should have gone and won the game, um, but not in our first pass performance. We've got to be a little bit positive that we've turned it around and got something out of the game. Given that we were absolutely toothless in the first half. Mm. Um, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the beginning piece in a moment because I did have a talking point on that. Uh, but just seeing this from Scott, also worth noting, Cons are much improved in the last few games. Yeah, a, a player that I was um very heavy in my criticism of the first four or five games of this season. I just thought he didn't hit the ground running. He's looking, he's looked an awful lot better. This defensive setup, having Kamara and Luis uh, there to marshal that midfield area in front of him, gives him the opportunity to uh to to um I suppose to 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 play around there. Which means also, excuse me for coughing. <coughs> that wasn't part of my analysis in Kanza. Um, but uh, also, I think as well, in this game uh, with Moutinho, and even when they took off Moutinho, Wolves did, they left that area of the field the, maybe 10, 15 yards in front of our centre-halves wide open so people could run into. Um, and they, they literally did the same thing that Liverpool did did to us. And this is, this is the part that worries me a small bit because I think this is a player... Um, uh, prayer calibration, like a player is getting used to Emery's tactics issue, and uh, not that not a player issue as such, but our fullbacks once again we got caught again with long balls over to Aitnuri, and we got caught to Adamatrori as well. So once people get once we attack and people get it wide, we're very open and we're very lean. Now the defense mm. did really well. Kanza a couple of times did really well, and Kanza even covered over on the left hand side as well a couple of times tonight. So credit where credit's due to Desiree Kanza. 
Um, he played very well tonight and uh, fair play to him. Also, you know, Ashley Young, 37 years of age, I think that might have caught up with him in the legs tonight. He gets taken off at halftime. No, absolutely no issue with that. But it just goes to show the fluidity. Matty Cash moves back. Bailey moves into that right midfield position and, and, uh, um, and uh, watch Colin comes in. Uh, then uh, to, uh, to, to it comes in for for um, Ashley Young um, mm. in, in that position and uh, continue comes in 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 for Ashley Young. But like another thing as well to remember, and I know we were the home team tonight. Um, we need we're learning how to play at home. We play we play completely differently at home. Like just look at all the games we played for played under Unai Emery. We play very differently away from home than we do at home. And we're learning how to play at home because we're learning how to be that possession, um, those possession hounds. Uh, we had 56% of the possession tonight. You know, we had an 88% pass success rate. Uh, that's not bad, you know. So things are looking up and things are still are still coming into coming into fruition here. Once again, should I be a bit more angry than I, than I am? No, I don't think so. I always felt that, you know, Villa don't win two games in a row. It's the third game in what? Uh, third game in what, uh, seven, uh, ten days, um, and I know that that's not really an issue. But Villa don't Villa very find it difficult to put back to back wins together. And uh, when you mm. come up against Wolves, I always felt that this was going to be a one one or a two one game. Um, there are areas that we need to improve in, and yes, we should have won this game. And 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 you can look at look at that. But as I said, you keep losses off the board. Keep losses off the board. And it grows confidence within the team as well. Uh, that's that's the way I feel about this because we snatched the draw from the jaws of defeat here because our first half was very very timid. Yeah, well, it's, as I said, a game of two halves. So I, I think a draw is probably a fair result. We didn't do enough in the second half to, to warrant us expecting a win. Um, I think we got to be happy with the point. It, it's a point that we uh, we would have all taken at half time. Um, I still think we had enough to go and win it. There was a, a lot going on there. Uh, they lost, uh, what's the guy's name to come off at halftime? Um, Pedenz, mm. who was a absolutely on fire in the first half. Yeah. But uh, obviously, it wasn't tactical because he was destroying us. Yeah, I, just, he got I, I think he's a fantastic player. Him? I think someone, didn't he go down? He got, he got a bit of a, not a nasty tackle, but I think it was a heavy tackle or something. Uh, the Mings one, was it? I can't remember. I it might have been, anyway, yeah. yeah. Special, special award for Tyrone Mings as well. I thought he was immense tonight. Yeah. I, think, I, think he's, I think he's back to his best. I agree with you with Konza. I think Konza has had a good couple of games. Um, it's, it's, it's coming together. It, it is coming together. One, one of these few games ahead, we're going to absolutely annihilate someone. I can see it coming. Um, I thought it was going to be tonight because we were on such a crest of a wave after Spurs, but I, I I just think there was a lot of heavy legs there in the first half. We just couldn't get going at all. So whether whether they were believing the hype and, and the hype that we were giving them before the match, I don't know. But uh, it it just took too long to get going for me. Yeah, I, I could, I, uh, Gil. I could I could get used to having my name in the same breath as uh, Dan Rivey. I could definitely you get used to being in the same sentence as Dan Revy, but yes, yeah, the Dan Revy stance. Yeah, yeah. Just don't lose yeah. games. Uh don't lose games and build confidence from there, especially with a new manager. Um yeah. that's good. A lot of know? a lot of people in the comments criticizing the booing. Now, I spoke I spoke to a guy at halftime that who was in the crowd who reckoned they were booing the referee for not sending off uh Wanky Chan, was it with the challenge? I, I felt, looking at it on TV, it looked like they were booing the players. For, 
and and you know what? If if someone pays money to come in, they can do what they bloody like. Um, who who are we to judge people's opinion? It was a poor first half. It was a really poor first half. But you've got to look at it from both sides. If you paid the money to be in there on a cold January night, and you're absolutely a million miles away from being inter- entertained, you, you you're going to expect a few people to do. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting as well because I was uh, I was messaging someone who said exactly the same thing and need, near were those two people I'd say that we were messaging related or anywhere near each other in the stadium. <laughs> so so that's an interesting one as well. Um, and I and uh, yeah, uh, so like the, the Aston Villa fans have put up way worse and didn't boo in Villa Park. So you know maybe there is truth to 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 both of those. But that's interesting because we never even we never spoke about that. I was going to bring up a comment on it there to bring up the text that I got as well. But you beat me to the pun and we got texts from two different people. So that uh, who knows far, far, far be it for me. Well, like definitely there's no you didn't get the text from the same person I got the text from like I know that and they weren't in the I know same I didn't. No, I know absolutely but, didn't. so like there's two people with two different mindsets in two different parts of the ground that were saying the exact same thing so that's where I, yeah. I suppose look that's where we can draw our, uh, our 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 um our inference from as well um <coughs> sorry guys sorry um uh yes the McGinn stuff I cannot wait to see like, 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 I know we've seen JJ, we've seen McGinn, Luis, and we've seen Kamara before in the, in the first game, I think, that Emery played, uh, Emery managed. But I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Um, Buendia's done okay. Buendia's done, like, that goal against Spurs, real tidy finish. Parts of his game today were decent. First half, I thought he was lackluster. Uh, he can jump. The, he can jump to, as high as a skyscraper. Like, he's got some some leap in him. That's just an, an aside point. I think when uh, when Jacob Ramsey comes back and uh, John McGinn is, is is back on that right hand side, it's just such a lovely. It, it, there's there, there's kind of a there's a nice little kind of control to that midfield, specifically when we play away. Um, I I think that this game being a home game didn't like for all I wanted Cash uh, to start in that. After about 25, 30 minutes, I went. He's a bit lost. He's he's popping up in the middle of midfield here. He's popping up right in the middle of the center circle here. Yeah. He's a small bit lost. Pedence was there. He was having a go at Ashley Young at every opportunity. And I thought in the second half then when they moved him back to right back, he performed an awful lot better. I thought he had a really good game in the second half. So the difference between having Maddie Cash there against Spurs when we were able to uh, concertina back into our, uh, into our back six was very visible in comparison to having Maddie Cash being a right wing wide forward, I think, today. So the experiment was good. I think the experiment deserves a small bit more time if needed. But if John McGinn is fit to go at any stage, I think John McGinn slats back in there over Maddie Cash. And as I say, Jacob Ramsey is coming close to being fit again. Whether Jacob Ramsey steps in that right hand side, Bundia plays on the left. I, like I'm not throwing Bundia out with the backwater at all. He's done some really good stuff in his industry yep. and his effort is 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 fantastic. It's just for 38 million, I'm beginning to get to the stage where I'm like, well, where, where's the where's the payback here? Where's the payback here? Um, but if he continues to, like, he's getting better and better, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I say, I'm looking forward to seeing Jacob Ramsey and John McGinn in that midfield because uh, even though, you know, Douglas Luiz didn't have as good a game today as he did against Spurs, I, like, he was still effective when he was inside there. And, uh, uh, like, as I say, he was carrying an injury as well, uh, which, which was interesting. Diego Costa, Paddy looked all, looked every every day of his thirty five years of age. I think tonight he did, and I I said it before the game. His legs are gone. 
Uh, I would have been disappointed if 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 we had have uh, signed him for sure. Um, did he put like as usual? Put himself about, got himself a yellow card, and then got taken off. It's just par for the course for him. Unfortunately, I think he's a he's a beaten docket, um, and that's why Cunha has come in there because they 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 need a different option up front. I think. Um, they, I think, having seen them play 45 minutes uh, at the weekend and seen them play tonight, I think Wolves are going to be okay. I don't think they've got anything to worry about going down I think they've got enough. They might bring in another player or two, which will make a big difference. But uh, if, if I was a Wolves fan, I certainly wouldn't be worried about them going down or anything like that. Well, obviously, in, in the current predicament and where they are standing in the table, you'd be worried. But I, I think they should have enough to stay up, unlike us a few years back where we were just... You know, completely a beaten duck all along. But uh, look, it's a point we we can only we can only now take the positives out of it and let let Unai Emery deal with the negatives and the stuff that went on in the first half. Because yeah. if we if we'd have played like that at the weekend, if we'd have played like that against Liverpool, and we did for a long period of the first half against Liverpool, you're going to be punished against better teams and better strikers. 100%. I'm just glad that high line is gone that we saw against Liverpool. Um, they were playing a little bit deeper and giving us a little bit more of a chance if we lose the ball. So um, it just shows that the, the yeah. I think the high, I think the high line is 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 not suited for us at all. And I see the high line wasn't suited for them in the <laughs> the ball over the top from Danny Ings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're in 11th. We, we gained a place tonight in the league. We're in 11th yeah. place. Uh, I'll be at Crystal Palace have a game in hand and Chelsea have two games in hand on us. We're three points behind Chelsea, but positive progression. Game in hand, uh, we've uh, only lost one game in, in the last five. And, uh, you know, that's that's some good form. You look at Aston Villa's form, mm. I think we're in the top six in our form since Unai Emery has come into the league. Let's see this progress. Um, you were talking about, uh, yeah, this... <coughs> I, I, I think it's too early to say about the Manny Cash situation. Be, with him being at the at the World Cup, um, I'd be surprised if Matty Cash went. Um, the rumors of Moreno and Truffert, um, you know, they're ones I would look at probably. I'm, I haven't done anything on them. I have I have stuff lined up or whatever, but uh, I think the week yeah. it broke, I was just mental and work. But I I like the the thing with this is neither like if 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 he is going to go for either of those players, if you bring in an Alex Moreno. He kind of gives you exactly the same thing that that, that uh, Luca Dean gives you at the moment, um. So I don't know. Maybe he wants somebody who's better at defending. I, I I'm not sure. Um. Both of them are international caliber players. Both of them are are, are Premier League caliber players. I, I just wonder: is it a case of just trying to fit into this into this tactic defensively? We know what Dean can do going forward. It's not that's not in question. Absolutely mm. not in question. I'm just wondering, is there a kind of question over the defensive part of it? But I, I, being he's the best left back in the club. My opinion on it is, is that he has to stamp his authority on this team. He has to shake people up a little bit. So bringing on Augustinson like that, like playing Ashley Young when, when Maddie Cash is fit, just leads me to believe that he's just reminding them that they've got competition. I do believe they're the two best fullbacks at the club. But yeah. he's just reminding them that they need to up their game. They need to keep it. They need to keep it solid. They need to play to the system. And if that works, which we'll find out in a few weeks when the transfer window is open, then we know 
that that's what he was at. I don't see any of them leaving the club personally. No, neither I, do I. Neither yeah. do I. But I, I so, do, I do, like, I. I do expect uh, like I, I do expect the, the squad to churn. You know, I do expect the squad to churn at some stage. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like, we're not saying, oh, you've got really ready cash or look at Dean. That, that's not what this conversation mm-hmm. is. And that, I'm not saying that to you. I'm just, just in case anybody's picking up the wrong end of the stick listening to the podcast. That That's not what we're talking about. I think the the that question or the answer I was giving is, if Una Emery was to move on to these from these guys, what would be the reason? That's that's kind of the, the answer I was given, just in case anybody thinks we're being uh, overly negative about those two players. They're the two best fullbacks at the club, hands down. Um, you know, and uh, uh, well, I know I'm going to get pelters now for the Ashley Young thing as well, but you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I think that's more or less going to do us, Paddy. I don't think there's any other massive talking points in it. Oh, yeah, actually, before we do go, what do you think of the ref? I think he's absolutely awful. <laughs> that will come as no surprise to most people. No, we've we've taken we've imported this guy from from Australia off the back of a viral video. That that's the only thing I can tell you about Jared Gillis. And and the funny thing was, he was known for talking through his decision and people hearing it. Isn't that isn't that the guy? This is this guy. He was talking through his decision. That, that was that was a thing. They did this experiment where they mic'd him up yeah. for a game and he explained everything as he went along. I just I just think he's not up to it. I, I think he just looks like a rabbit in the headlights. Um I, a lot of a lot of people talking about the penalty. Like once the ball comes up off a part of your lower body, they're not given the penalties. Mind you, if that's if that's Nottingham Forest versus Manchester City. You can be sure that Manchester City are getting the penalty, but that's just my opinion. But on a day like today, the the that's the that's what they're telling us the rules are. Now they can change that <laughs> when they feel like it, but uh, and, and they have been known to in the past. But for me, it, it was a handball, obviously. But because if you if you remember Maddie Cash, I think it I might have been Manchester. Was it City? Yeah, oh, you mentioned City, that at yeah. the start before you came on. I'm almost certain exact something similar yeah. happened against City. It come up, it come up off his knee and hit his hand. Yeah, and it went out for a corner, and they gave the corner. And VAR looked at it and went, "Yeah, absolutely." But uh, it, 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 that's what they've decided. If it, 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 there is a mitigating factor that if it comes off another part of your body and hits your hand, even though the hands are in an unnatural position, it's uh, yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, apparently, um, I'm shown. <laughs> apparently, I'm shown. Uh, we fixed Tottenham, and I'm showing my true colours. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Um, yeah, we fixed that. Matt is uh, Matt, uh, our resident Tottenham fan. And if anybody's looking for Spurs uh, coverage, Matt is the man. We fixed Tottenham apparently because uh, we uh, Spurs went down and won tonight. What did you win by? 4 0 against Palace. Yes, last time I saw it was 2 0. That's a, a serious going. Did Kane get a hat trick? I'm presuming he did. No, he didn't because he was too, he had two got Matt Darty scored. Jeez, there we go. There we go. Um, <coughs> right, absolutely. Look, I suppose to finish off this uh, podcast, I'll wrap it up in a nice little bow. Uh, one all, look, as I say, as Michael Huggins says, the Red Brick Palace wasn't built in a day. One all is a, is uh, it's a positive result. It could have been better based on our first half performance. We'd come back from 1-0 down, and we did. We came back to one all, and we should have won it at the end. Look, Leon Bailey's missed that chance. Apparently, I'm looking at what he's put out here on Instagram. Kind of feel for him a small bit there. To be honest with you, looking at it, 
maybe there is something going on in his personal life. I think it's very emotional post that he's put out there. And look, fair play to him. Look, everybody's allowed to live their life the way they want to. And if somebody is, is emotional about this about things like that, well then let's uh let's hope that um that it shows that he cares and, and he'll stick the next one. But uh all in all, I think the biggest uh um biggest headline from this game is that we've got a manager who knows what he's doing. We've a manager who knows how to change it in game. And we've a manager who isn't afraid to hook people at halftime or hook people midway through the second half and to change things up. And that for me is positive because, you know, there will come times where you can't just spend your way out of trouble and you're going to have to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And I suppose we can take some heart in that, uh, that, yeah. uh, that he can bring people off the bench to do that. So 1-1 one, one wasn't to be tonight, but we still go forward. We've gained a place in the league up to 11th and uh, the Unai Emery train rolls on. We were always going to draw a game at some stage. Uh, it's, it's never nice to draw a game against uh, against near neighbours, Wolves, or in, a, in the way that we did. But we did. And that's what we have to 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 uh, live with. Uh, Stevenage at the weekend in the FA Cup. I'm going to be looking forward to watching that. It's going to be fun to see who's playing in that game. We will have a team sheet tantrum for it, and we will have a um, a post match uh, reaction as as well for that. And then also Leeds then the following Friday. Looking forward to that too. A nice long break between uh, between the fourth and the thirteenth, and uh, and I'd be hoping that. Um, Against Stevenage, we might see some of the, the, the fringe players and see what the story is there. AVFC status is Danny Ings is currently scoring 0.71 goals per 90 minutes in the Premier League this season. Only six players have a better scoring goal score per 90 minutes played uh, than the Villa striker. Yeah. Um, <coughs> in any of the um, the spider diagrams that I do or the radial diagrams that I do, he's off the charts in goal score per minutes played. So, uh, mm. um, yeah, as I said, as I said to Paddy when he scored, I goes, that's all he's good for is score goals. You know, and there's a story behind that. That's not a negative statement. Uh, it's a guy I was at, at uh, I was at a match before and there was a fella who was supporting the opposite team and the opposite team were absolutely drubbing us. And uh, he kept on giving out about their star player because all he was doing was scoring. And uh, and like I was like, I, I turned around to him and I was like, why is that a negative to you? You're shouting at him as if it's a thing you should be absolutely shamed for. And I'm going, he's absolutely destroying us. What are you on about? You know, so that's where the joke comes from. Oh, he's good for scoring goals. Um, that's where the joke comes from there. Uh, but anyway, look, I'm going to leave you back to your uh, to your Wednesday night. Uh, 29 minutes past 10 look uh, all's well in love and war and there's worse things happening at sea 1-1 one, one is a good Absolutely. result and if, if anybody is offended by my comments about uh, Leon Bailey I apologise that's just my opinion I, I hope I hope he's okay because I just thought it was very unusual um, I have a lot of love for Leon Bailey I think he has the potential to be a world star so fingers crossed he will get to that stage it just needs to do it more regularly. That's all. Absolutely. Excellent. And guys, uh, just because I've been inundated with DMs and stuff like that since uh, since the, the team sheet tantrum, um, you guys are amazing. I, I got 15 hats uh, and, and they all sold out in the space. They were sold out in less than 24 hours. <laughs> I've actually, I literally got onto my supplier and I said, fire another couple of boxes on the, on, the, on the pallet there and send them over to me as soon as you possibly can. So they are up on sale for pre-order if anybody wants them. It will be mid, early to mid-February when they're in. Um, if anybody wants, you know, 
as I say, you can wait until they come back on sale, but you can pre-order them as well. There also we've got t-shirts for sale. But look, that's not this is not not the time. I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people were DMing me saying, Oh, I couldn't find the hat uh, or whatever the case was. So I put them up for pre-order if you so wish to, um, just because there were so many people that wanted to uh, wanted one. Um, and unfortunately, we sold out. So I have to go down to the shop tomorrow. I have to go down to the post office, should I say, tomorrow. Like Postman Pat on my 15 envelopes. But I'm delighted because, as I say, um, you guys are the best. And, and, and all that kind of goes to help support podcasts as well. So thank you so, 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 so much. Um, right. This time we're definitely going. Have a great evening. Stay safe. Stay healthy, everybody. And uh, Aston Villa are... Going to lead us out of the promised land at some stage. I promise. I promise. Uh, but until then, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.